This is the Sanctuary LA podcast. We are a real church for real people in the heart of downtown Los Angeles. All right, you guys ready to get into the Bible? Yeah. Awesome. We're in our, our series where uh, we are concluding it today because Easter is next Sunday. So, uh, but um, we've been talking about the big four. If you want to check out the podcast, you can. It's on iTunes. Our podcast on iTunes and SoundCloud. You can check it out, or you can go to the Downey Connect group because they do sermon review. So you can go there too. Um, Gabby's house is going to be packed. Um, and so today we're, we're talking about the big four, and you can go to the podcast. Talked about serving. Somebody say amen. amen. Talked about giving. Somebody say amen. amen. Talked about loving people. Somebody say amen. amen. And today we're talking about praying. Praying. Amen. And so the big four, these things ought to be a part of every Christian's life, uh, regardless of where you are in the Lord, how long you've been saved or haven't been saved, that this is just a, these are, these are just some foundation stones, if you will, in your house, in your building, in this church even, and your walk with the Lord. And so we're going to talk about praying. It's really cool how this has played out, even that Easter is coming up here. Um, we're going to get Jesus out of the grave on Sunday, but until then, uh, we're going <laughs> to, no, he's alive, okay? I'm not saying he's not alive. It's just for the sake of the message. We're going to uh, really look here at Matthew chapter 26. If you could turn there, and I'm going to open us up in prayer, but we're going to just look at Jesus in the garden and what he did at that point, and he was praying, and so... Um, so um, bless you. Um, and so we're going to look at this, but let me just open us up in prayer, and then we're going to just jump right in here and um, pray that you're encouraged and, um, to uh, go into this week and into your life. Amen. The power of the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for your word. I pray, Father God, that I wouldn't speak um, from the outer court or the inner court. I pray that I'd speak from the Holy of Holies. And I thank you, Lord, there's people in here that they didn't come for milk or bread. They came for the meat of the word. So I pray, God, that that we do your word justice and that people are fed in the name of Jesus. And, Father, transform us. Lord, I pray right now that I would speak to the Christ inside your church. And, Lord, let, let the spirit of who we are rise up as a result of this word. In Jesus' name, everybody said... Amen. Matthew chapter 26, verse 36. And we're going to just read through this, and then we'll go back and, and look at it a little bit. Um, and on your seat, you actually, before I read, you should have a, um, a little cue card there with our sanctuary logo on there. Hold on to that, because we're going to use that here in the service. We're going to actually have a time of prayer. And so... Um, Actually, uh, I can tell you now, so if, you, if these people come to mind, anybody, and if you don't have a cue card, uh, one of our ushers can bring you one, um, but uh, you, what we want to do is write uh, like three people's names on there. It could be more or less, um, but here it is right here, and it's on your seat, and what we wanted to do is pray for those people today in the service. Before we dismiss, I'm going to call up um, Jennifer, our prayer team leader, and she's she going to lead us in a time of prayer for people. So if you, you should have that cue card there, and you know, I want you to write people's names on there. We want to pray for them as a church. Um, we say it a lot around here, pray first, amen? Before you do anything, pray. Before you speak your mind, pray. Somebody say amen. Anybody ever get in trouble for talking first? Some of you are like, no, I got in trouble for yelling first. I was... Yell, I yelled first. Pray first. Look at your neighbor and say, pray first. Pray first. 
All right, you ever get that person, they got that look in their eye like, before you do anything stupid, pray first. Somebody say amen. amen. All right, look at your spouse if you're married. Say, pray first, honey, pray first. All right, <laughs> I heard, I heard the, the husband's voice in that one there. Pray first, honey. I heard the men of God rise up. Come on now. Where's the men at? All right. When men rise up to serve, I just did an orientation for one of our newest team members here. It's, it's a man of God. And I did one, I think last Sunday, is another man of God. Amen. Men rise up. Say that with me. Say, men rise up. All right. That doesn't take away from women at all. If anything, when men rise up, women are, are celebrated and released because we're not intimidated by you. Oh, Jesus. We're not intimidated, but women, rise up. But, uh, all right. Settle down now. All right, ladies, calm down. All right, that's enough. That's enough, okay. Where the men at? Where the men at? <laughs> yeah, there we go. I need at least one bark in the service. I mean, it makes me feel like, yes, there's something. I am serious. When men rise up, men of God. Men, the Bible says, lifting up holy hands. Men praising God, not just women. Men praying. <laughs> it's quiet here. Not just women. Why, why intercessory teams, all a bunch of women all the time? Come on now. I'm trying to get to my scripture. Come on, say men rise up. And what I believe, I'm not picking on the men. I'm saying the devil is a liar. Because, you know, I think the devil, the devil does double time on men. They're psyche, thinking they got to be a certain thing to know. You just rise up. Own it. Show up. Some, half, I was going to say half, but no, 90% of your breakthrough is showing up with your issue, with your problem, with what you're struggling with. Show up. Come on, somebody. Where are the men of God at? All right. Show up, men of God. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, it, it br brings safety when men rise up. It brings spiritual protection when men rise up. When husbands rise up and pray, it brings something to the home that isn't there and it won't be there till the man does it. Yes, hallelujah. That's not in my notes, but it's in the Holy Ghost. <laughs> All right. I want to encourage you, men of God. I, we have men of God in here rising up, owning this thing, building this thing. Amen? And, and releasing, creating space for women to do what they're called to do. But, but, but men of God are the foundation of, of a house, of the house of God. Amen? All right, here we go. Matthew 26, verse 36. Let's read through this. This is um, after Peter said, I'll never deny you, Jesus. And he said, you know, actually, Peter, you're going to do it three times before I go to sleep tonight. Uh, okay, and then verse 36. Um, but, no, sorry, my bad. Not verse 36. Where am I? The, the page flipped here. Uh, Matthew chapter 26. Yeah, verse 36. Then Jesus came with them to a place called Gethsemane and said to the disciples, sit here while I go and pray over there. All right, while I go and pray over there, my first point is this, is you have to make space for prayer. Jesus was like, look, y'all stay here. I'm going to go pray right there. When I got up this morning, 
uh, before anybody else was up, um, I got myself ready and I, and I went into a place, on, particularly on Sunday mornings, because um, I'm up a little earlier that day than any other day of the week, although with children, I mean, it's always early. It's all, my wife says, what time did you guys get up this morning? Because she go to work super early. I'll be like earlier than I wanted to. Uh, <laughs> every time. Those kids are like, let's go downstairs. Let's get up. Let's run. You know, um, and so um, then Jesus came with them to a place called Gethsemane and, and said to the disciples, sit here while I go and pray over there. And so there's this place that I like to pray. There is a place. You got to make a place for prayer, a space for prayer, men and women of God, church, that there is a, we want to make space, room for prayer. You can pray at all times, all different kinds of prayer. There's so many different kinds of prayer. It is ridiculous how many weapons God has given us in the realm of prayer. And today we're going to talk about really the prayer of what I like to call the prayer of dedication, that Jesus was about to walk into the toughest moment of his life, and he prayed first. And so he said, uh, sit here while I go and pray over there. Verse 37, and he took with him Peter and the two sons of Zebedee, which are John and James, and he began to be sorrowful and deeply distressed. Verse 38, then he said to them, my soul is exceedingly sorrowful even to death. Stay here and watch with me, please. Anybody ever ask somebody, come on, help me out here. Stay with me. Uh, Verse 39, and he went a little further, further, and fell on his face and prayed. Everybody say, he prayed. prayed. And saying, oh, my father, if it is possible, let this cup pass from me. Anybody ever prayed that? Lord, if it is possible, get me out of this job. If it is possible, get me away from this person. If it is possible, um, if it is, anybody ever pray those? Lord, could you just change everything now? Miracle time. I need a miracle. Jesus, can you change this now, Lord? Anybody know what I'm talking about? Uh, if it's possible, right? Is it possible? Here's Jesus, the Son of God, never sinned, and yet he had that moment in prayer. Lord, if, if it's possible, can you get me out of this one? Can, can anybody relate? If it's possible... All right, I'm sure when my wife was pregnant, she was like, Lord, if it's possible, can we end this now? <laughs> Nevertheless, your, thine, she said it in King James, thine will be done, O Father. Thine will, hallowed be thy name. <laughs> but, it, but, but yeah, my wife is not like a happy pregnant person, okay? Some, fo some ladies, I mean, they dress up looking cute, get their hair done the day before they go in for the delivery. Um, you know, there's people, that, that's beautiful, and they wear high heels and all that. And my wife is like, you know, who does that? I, it's, it's a good question, but they're out there. They are out there. Right? But, but we've all had that prayer. We've all said, you know, um, oh, Father, oh, Father, oh, my Father, if it is possible, let this cup pass from me. Uh, nevertheless, not as I will, but as you will. Then he came to the disciples and found them sleeping and said to Peter, what could you not watch with me one hour? Watch and pray. Look at your neighbor and say, watch and pray. Uh, lest you enter into temptation, the spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. Uh, verse 42, again, a second time, 
he went away and prayed, saying, again, oh, my father, if this cup cannot pass away from me unless I drink it, your will be done. Somebody say, thank God for Jesus. Verse 43, I'm almost done, and then we're going to go through this a little bit. We're going to go a little deeper, unpack it a little bit. And he came and found them asleep again, for their eyes were heavy. Uh, whenever we're watching a movie later at night, my eyes get heavy, and I fall asleep on my wife. I've done it before. And now I just say, hey, let's watch one. And then number two is you just give me margin and grace to... <laughs> And, and as long as we communicate ahead of time, then I'm good. I'm, there's freedom in that. Somebody say amen. I don't do it intentionally. It's not, it's not, but my eyes were heavy. And she's like, oh, you of little faith, can you not wash house hunters for one hour? What's that network again? Okay. Okay, ladies. Okay. Yeah. Could you not watch House Sun is for? I was, I'm like, no, I couldn't. I tried. I, the flesh is, is weak. I'm weak. I'm like, pray for me. Uh, but the spirit is willing, right? I'm working on it. Look at your neighbor and say, I'm working on it. But their eyes were heavy. I understand. That is such a devil. You ever just, you're all full of energy. Time to pray. You're like, oh, no, I'm just, I'm just tired. You know, you know, why we get tired before that, right? Like, that is a demon, I'm telling you what. Or actually, it's the flesh. It's our flesh. It's our flesh. You know, like, you know, whenever you're kind of like, you, you plan for a fast. Once you get up to the day before, we're fasting this week, right? And you pause. You're like, yeah, I mean, yeah, that, yeah, uh-huh. We're fasting, right? When? When, when, when uh, like the September, like change it, harvest season, we're going to fast in September, right? <laughs> the flesh is, is weak, man. Come on, somebody. And look at what all of us are, have, have our boat. There is that we all are flesh where, you know, nobody here is super spirit man, right? We all have that and we all are responsible and accountable to press through that right? We're all accountable and responsible to, to oh, let me go, you know, sometimes uh, the, 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 the spirit is willing to come to church, but sometimes our flesh, and we got to press into that and get to the house, amen, on time so you can get into some worship, amen, not show up late because, you know, it's too much over there at Sanctuary, they're too loud, no, I don't, it doesn't intellectually stimulate me, that environment, I just, need, you know, no, you got to press through, you know, your, 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 but I'm here to tell you, everybody in here, your spirit is always willing to obey. Like that's the spirit of who you are is always willing. The, so we need to develop that part of us. Amen. We need to develop that part of us. You know, I always see people's uh, posts on about leg day. Like they never post anything else but leg day because they're so proud that they did leg day. Because the flesh is weak, but the spirit is willing. We, all of us must exercise ourselves, as the Bible says, unto godliness. That there's this element of walking with the Lord that is literal exercise. Come on, somebody. Look at your neighbor and say, spiritual leg day. Spiritual leg day. Right? The, 
spiritual leg day and I know there's people in here I know you work out all the time in you know we're, we're, we're talking about spiritual exercise okay no uh, because I feel intimidated because you're all yoked and you do your thing like every day I'm like how do you do that but spiritual exercise is profitable all right, and so that's what Jesus is in the garden trying to get a breakthrough, and the people that he needed to stay awake, their eyes were heavy. Again, a second time he went away and prayed, saying, I'm on verse 42. Oh, my father, if this cup cannot pass away from me unless I drink it, your will be done. Verse 43, I'm almost done. And he came and found them asleep again, for their eyes were heavy. So he left them, went away again. This is number three. The third time, he went away again and prayed the third time, saying the same words. And I want to encourage you that there is this repetition in prayer that is not religious. It is spiritual because Jesus was praying. Now, I'm going to talk some old school language here. He was praying through that he would, the first time he prayed wasn't enough for that issue he went back again and again and the bible explicitly says he prayed the same thing and i understand there's a prayer of faith where you pray in faith and you're like that's it i'm done i'm not praying that again and that's that's what god's telling you you're praying by faith but there are some things in our lives in our journey as jesus did that he as a man a god man he had to pray through that he had to pray again and go back again and when you are praying through something that prayer is literally a journey itself that he was persistent in prayer he did not back down when people fell off and weren't there for him when he thought they should be and he needed them in that moment he didn't allow their inconsistency to get him off track because he was ultimately accountable for his own journey and as a man, he needed them. And there's going to be times, church, in your life when you have to pray through something and ain't nobody going to be there. And I'm going to tell you this right now. They ain't supposed to be because it's between you and Jesus. And Jesus, Jesus had to deal with that. And don't ever put something on somebody else for your own obedience. Come on, somebody. And I understand it hurts, or if people fall off, or they don't come through, I get it. It's part of the journey, but I'm not going to let their inconsistency get me off track. This ain't between. I ain't on the, I, it's appointed for man once to die. After that, the judgment. I will stand before God for my own life. And, there, and I'm the, I'm, we're all about community. We got connect groups. There's going to come a time where we're where in, in a moment, a situation in your life, that connect group is part of it, but connect group ain't going to be all of it. That it's between you and Jesus. However big or small, Jesus is, is our model here that he pressed in when somebody that he was running with, his ride or die, his day one, and they weren't there. I think day ones are overrated <laughs> because as much as they are day one, they ain't going to be there sometimes and they're not supposed to be because they don't have what Jesus needed, the Father did. And, and, and they just didn't stay awake. They, they weren't 
there and look, this doesn't have to be a sad story, doesn't have to be a lonely story. It's actually a beautiful story that Jesus will be with you in your darkest hour when the people that you do love, and it's not that they're betraying you, it's not that they're doing you dirty, they just ain't going to fit in, in that place. It's you and him. Come on, somebody. And so, and so here's my second point, is sometimes prayer is private. Uh, you know, we dwell in the secret place of the Most High and abide under the shadow of the Almighty. The Bible says, go into your closet and shut the door and, you know, pray to your Father in secret and he will reward you openly. Prayer uh, times is, 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 is a community event. It's, a, it's with somebody else. There's a prayer of agreement. But sometimes prayer is utterly totally unequivocally private it is me and jesus and that's it and and there's going to be times where it is that way and you don't want it to be that way jesus didn't in that moment want it to be that way he was reaching for people to be there with him and they they couldn't they they, they didn't have it they didn't have what it took but but he continued to press in say this with me say make space for prayer, make space for prayer. say this with me say sometimes Prayer, prayer is private. private all right and so verse 44 once again i'm almost done with the whole verse uh, the whole section of verse and so he left them went away again prayed the third time saying the same words verse 45 then he came to his disciples and said to them are you still sleeping and resting behold the hour is at hand and the son of man is being betrayed into the hands of sinners rise let us be going see my betrayer is at hand my betrayer and this is what the i'm going to give you the definition of the word prayer there's a lot of definitions of prayer i just want to give you a simple one here uh and it means this it means this is the 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 greek definition here it means to interact with the lord and exchange our will for his so once again you probably heard this a million times but prayer doesn't change things per se it does but more importantly it changes me so when this type of prayer here, that's what that means. Jesus interacted with his father and exchanged his will for the Lord's, for God's will. He exchanged. There was an exchange. It literally means to interact with and exchange. That prayer isn't a nice little cute thing. It's literally an exchange that we lay down what is ours and we give it to God. Again, you know, uh, in verse 42, again, I'm back to the second time. Again, a second time, he went away and prayed, saying, Oh, my Father, if this cup cannot pass away from me unless I drink it, your will be done. Prayer is an exchange. This is the thing. Prayer is a vehicle we use, per se, to become more like Jesus. That it changes me. Uh, I, I, I think sometimes we, 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 we do reactionary prayers, so something will change. Nothing wrong with that. Uh, praying for people, uh, praying because of it. so-and-so's in the hospital, let's pray. That, that's great. There's nothing wrong with that. But we're talking about the prayer of dedication here, and prayer of dedication and consecration is where... Um, we, we're going through something, life has happened to us, whatever it might be, and we're saying, God, if you could take this away, um, that would be great, but if not, your will be done. 
It's an act of surrender. When they say watch and pray, that's what he's saying. Watch and pray, meaning interact with the Lord and exchange your will for his. It says your will be done. And he came and found them asleep again for their eyes were heavy. So he left them, went away again and prayed the third time saying the same words. Somebody say pray through. All right, and right before that, it talks about how pray lets you enter into temptation. And this is, this is my third point. Uh, prayer keeps you out of sin, all right? Um, prayer keeps you out of sin. The uh, Bible says sin lies at the door. Uh, in all of our lives, there's something at the door. I'm not trying to preach any kind of fear, but I'm just saying sin, has, any, has sin ever tried to mess you up? How about this? Before Jesus... Uh, did sin ever mess anybody up in here, right? Yeah, right? Okay, one person over there, okay. <laughs> um, but this is what Jesus said. Look, guys, you need to pray so you don't enter into temptation. Prayer, it keeps us. Uh, prayer shouldn't just be emergency putting out fires. You know what I'm saying? Prayer should be building a life that, that is fire What's the word? Retardant? Is that the right word? Like, like, and I'm not saying we prayer, we don't run to needs and pray, but we're talking about a prayer lifestyle. A, a, a life of prayer will, will, will build a life that keeps us from doing dumb things. And, and we're all here together in this, that prayer keeps us out of sin. It says, so you don't enter into temptation. It doesn't say, so you won't be tempted. You're going to be tempted. You can pray, and you can seek the Lord, and you can fast, and you can be a worshiper, and you can read your Bible all the time, and, you can, and you're still going to get tempted. <laughs> right? Well, you're still going to get tempted. But prayer, when we're interacting with Jesus, and we're exchanging our will for his, it will keep us from entering into what has tempted us. It will keep us from entering into what has tempted us. And you see even today out there in the world, all this stuff, you know, this um, stuff coming out. I know the media kind of blows things up, but, but it is disheartening to see how much, um, how much women, uh, and you're seeing a lot because the media is putting out there and how much they are violated sexually in our society. It's a horrible thing. But I tell you what, if men prayed, that wouldn't happen. If, if, you know, and I'm not trying, I'm not picking on the man. It's just something you see out there. And I'm like, people enter into temptation. And look, as a man, that's a real temptation. It's, it's, it's a real temptation for men. Lust is a real temptation. Our eye gates, if we see something we shouldn't be seeing, it activates something in us. It just, we were created that way. That's why I'm always looking at my wife. Because, because, you know, any, any husbands out there, I'm, looking because I'm wanting something activated. Come on, somebody. Now, that's a real temptation, but prayer. Uh, and nobody is without this. The Bible says you're drawn, drawn away and enticed by your own lust in the book of James. And so their prayer will keep us from going there. You know, it doesn't mean I'm perfect, but prayer will keep us 
from going down that direction. Praying is the foundation of the Christian life. Um, prayer is, is, is life. Like that, that is our oxygen as Christians. That prayer, prayer, pray, pray, pray through, pray through. And look at, Jesus was a man of God. He never did anything wrong. He still had a time of distress. Times of distress he prayed. Um, in a moment where he was vexed, uh, his soul even to death, something was coming in his life. And he said, guys, come on, stay with me, pray. He, he told his, these men of God, pray so you don't enter into that thing. Prayer is a keeper. All right? And so here we go. Almost done. Almost done here. D- down here to uh, the, verse 45. Then he came to his disciples and said to them, are you still sleeping and resting? Behold, the hour, here it is. The hour is at hand, and the Son of Man uh, is being betrayed into the hands of sinners. Rise, let us, go, let us be going. I like this because he was, um, I'm about to share my last point here. He was, in a sense, they did not come through for him there, but he didn't get bitter with them there. He, they, they weren't where he wanted them to be, but he was still rolling with them. Because he's like, let us be going. He wasn't like, man, you knuckleheads. I'm about to be stretched wide, hung me wide, straight, blood coming out. I'm about to get beat in my face, and y'all over here snoring. Peace. Some of you are laughing because you felt those emotions before, right? You can relate. But isn't that awesome? Like, he went through this with these guys. The, the toughest moment in his earthly existence, these guys didn't come through. He's like, all right, guys, let's go. All right, come on, let's go. We got to be going. They're about to come get me. They're about to come take me away. Let, let us, let us, behold, the hours at hand, the Son of Man is being betrayed into the hands of sinners. Rise, let us be going. Let us be going. And Jesus is a spiritual giant as a man. And yet he's still connected and hung out with people that weren't where he was. And he wasn't dogging them because they they weren't. He confronted them and challenged them. But we as maybe the more seasoned and mature saints up in here, we got to learn to roll with people that ain't where we are. And not be like, oh, you know, they're, they're so unspiritual. I'm so spiritual. They're so unspiritual. You go, go hang out with the commoners. But the most spiritual person had a real situation where because of their lack of spirituality, because of their lack of spiritual maturity, they dropped the ball, and he still was like, let's go. Let's go. Let's say this together. Say, let us be going. Say this with me. Say, let's go together. All right? See, my betrayer is at hand. All right, my first point, make space for prayer. Make room. He's like, y'all sit here. I'm going to go pray there. I'm going to pray right there. When I got up this morning, I sat on my couch, and there's a spot I sit when I pray because it's, it's a sacred holy spot. It's just this spot on the couch. I literally got up, got ready, and there's a spot. I, and I just sat, and that was my spot. Kids were still sleeping. I'm going to pray right there. I'm going to pray right there. And I just prayed, I just, uh, this morning when I was praying, I was literally um, just praying for more of God. Wasn't necessarily praying for the word, 
wasn't praying for the things we're doing. I just said, Lord, I just want more of you. Fill me, God. Keep me. I mean, I've heard even in all these sexual offenses to women in society, then you're hearing them come up in the church world. And I'm like, Lord, keep me. Lord, I don't want our community to, to suffer like that. If somebody's dealing with that, we're going to love them and help them through it. But I was like, God, keep me. Because these are spiritual giants that accusations coming out. And it's not that their gift keeps them. It's not their ability to preach keeps them. It's not their ability to relate to people. It's not their ability to make money or be great leaders. Leaders. It's, it's, it's what Jesus' moment in that garden kept him. It wasn't, he didn't perform a miracle there. He didn't lay hands on nobody. He didn't, he didn't uh, feed any 5,000 people with two fish and five loaves of bread. He was having a tough moment. And as simple as it sounds, he prayed the same thing three times. Oh, Father, take this away, but let your will be done. That, that was the most powerful thing Jesus did in the earth. I believe. You know, we're talking about prayer. He didn't do nothing for, he didn't supernaturally rise them out of their sleep. I mean, he rose somebody from the dead and Jesus didn't even wake them jokers up until he like physically woke them up. He wasn't like, Lord, touch them. No, he's just like, all right, I'm going to go a little further. And so prayer is a keeper, church. At the end of the day, everything is second to our relationship with Jesus and our communication with him. Everything fathering, being a husband, being a leader in the Christian community, whatever, you know, succeeding, that's all a part of life and God's hand on it. But if we don't have those garden moments with Jesus when other people ain't there, it's, it's all going to burn. Somebody say pray first. It's a beautiful, one of the most beautiful moments. And this is the thing, this is my last point. Once again, first point, make space for prayer. Sometimes prayer is private. Prayer keeps me out of sin. Last point is this, is prayer prepares us. Jesus had to do it because of what he was about to go through. It prepared him. He got his breakthrough in that garden. He came over, woke those guys up, kicked them, shrugged them, woke them up. And he's like, let's go. Time to go, boys. I'm about to handle business. He was ready. He, didn't, he woke him when he got his breakthrough. He prayed through. He's like, it didn't change the situation, but it changed him. It did something in him. It prepared him. He's like, I'm ready. Let's do this. The Bible said, you know, the Son of Man doesn't, nobody lays it down for him. He does it himself. I'm ready. Jesus prepared for that. We're going to celebrate his resurrection next Sunday. Hallelujah. But I'm telling you, he prayed first. And then Peter, still acting a fool, cutting off people's ears. What if if Peter hung out with Jesus? I wonder if he would have cut that dude's ear off. And then Jesus still healed him. (laughs) Jesus still performed a miracle for him. That's like that's like a mob boss covering for his little guy, right? Like the messed up. No, but but in that moment, Jesus was just fine, and he still was associated with a little riffraff. 
the son of God on the way to the cross and he still had some jokers with him. They, they, weren't, they weren't right just yet. And that, that's Christian community. That you have people and leaders and you got, if there ain't no riffraff in this church, we're doing something wrong. Now, I'm not saying to act a fool just to fulfill that word, people. Well, you know, Pastor Sean said we need a little riffraff, so I'm going to go act a fool. No, don't do that. But to, to everything got to be all just perfect, all just right. Everybody going to act just right. Just be okay. Just be okay. That is not the gospel, and that is not Christian community. The, the, the church isn't to preserve Christianity in, in the religious sense. It's, it's a haven for humanity to experience Jesus, yes, and to grow and to develop and to get better. But if, y'all come, if you come up in here in a certain state and you, you're hanging out with us for three years and you're still cutting off people's ears, I got your back. I will pray for the person. I don't know if I'm going to heal their ear, but we love you. And then he still denied Jesus three times. But on the day of Pentecost, the one with the knife in his boot was preaching. And and he was a major early church leader. Jesus, this is the thing. I'm going to say this, and we're going to pray. We as a Christian community that pray and seek the Lord and grow spiritually as leaders and as people, that we see destiny in people that are cutting people's ears off, that got potty mouths, and, be, and not get rid of them. What if Jesus kicked Peter out of his little connect group? What if he kicked Matthew out? Matthew was robbing people. Tax collectors were thieves. If you work for the IRS, we love you. You're welcome here. No, I'm fine. <laughs> And, and Jesus saw something in them when they were acting a fool. And he brought them. This is true spiritual leadership and authority. Is love them in that state and actually have the wherewithal as a Christian community to take them into destiny and to see them changed. And sometimes we just want people changed. We just want people at a certain level. No, let's just bring them all in, compel them to come in and see what God does, and let's walk with people on their journey. Hallelujah. Thank you for listening to the Sanctuary LA podcast. Tune in again next week, and stay awesome and be blessed.